we're probably live right now. This thing will tell you that it's preparing to go live, Megan, but you're really live already. And it's annoying. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like the, we should just, uh, there we are. All right. Howdy. Howdy. So we are live. Let me make sure I get everybody into the Zoom right now. We're live on, uh, on Facebook, hopefully. Um, it's streaming live on Facebook. That's what it's telling me. Let's see if we are. Uh, I don't trust it because <laughs> it's oh, Zoom. No. We are. We are on live. Okay, right. that's great. Yay. We're live. Drum roll, please. Yeah. All right. So here we go. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Whiskey Wednesday. I will tell you, this is the, and this is sort of like apropos that you're here, Megan, because next week, Randall and I will be doing a live Whiskey Wednesday. We'll be simulcasting it on Facebook uh, Live like we're doing now. Um, but all the participants will be here in store. So this is sort of the lead in because I have Megan is here today from Mad River and she is actually in studio live. Yeah. So we're like halfway yeah, there. We can touch hands. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. All right. <laughs> so uh, Megan's here. You guys should have all your kits at home. For, the, for those of you at home that uh, on Facebook Live, we are actually tasting tonight the pre-mixed cocktails from Mad River. So without further ado, I'm going to uh, hand it over to Megan so that she can start this shindig. And hopefully everybody can either uh, text me on, uh, well, um, uh, comment on the Facebook Live or on the chat uh, here at uh, if you're on Zoom. So take it away. Hi, everybody. Um, so I'm relatively on the newer side with Mad River Distillers. I started last year. Well, I was supposed to start before the pandemic. Imagine starting a, a liquor selling job in the middle of a pandemic. So that was fun, but it's been great. And um, Mad River is just a wonderful company. I've been kind of a bartender, mixologist or whatever you want to call it for about 20 years until I moved into the sales side. Sure. But my main goal was always to work for kind of a really awesome, you know, homegrown company that really believes in their products and makes really good stuff Well, that, that, you that know, I like to drink. So that they definitely do because, yeah. um, uh, uh, Randall and I have visited up there. Uh, yeah. from, you know, we do it's liquor documentary. It's a magical show. place. And we've been up there doing some fun stuff. We did a uh, maple syrup barrel aged bourbon, maple cast barrel. Yeah. yeah so I've it was, had it. I drank a whole drank bottle it? of it you last did? summer. Right. Actually, that's, that's Al's. Al, it's that Al's. That bottle lasted syrup. about one week last yeah. uh, August. Actually, that so. that actually came out really good. We did that so at hundred proof, yeah. and uh, everybody was super up there. Mm -hmm. And it's just such a neat area. Yeah. that you know uh up by mad river yeah. and the stuff that they're doing but now it's really cool if you guys uh just so everybody knows on uh on zoom if you you need to mute yourself otherwise you're going to end up on the world wide webs uh so make sure you're muted up there if you if you haven't already let me see i think i got one there we go i got him technical difficulties. technical difficulties <laughs> anyways that's uh that's that's <laughs> that's the interwebs what do you yeah. want um, but really great. And the cool part is, is that you have been joining the company now when they're actually, is, are you, uh, cathartic for them and actually now selling pre-mixed cocktails or did you, did you have anything to do with it or they'd already done it when you so, came yeah, on? Yeah, these were, I was actually supposed to start in April. Um, so these were actually already in the works and believe it or not, this whole, what we call in the market RTDs 
aka ready to drinks, meaning your cocktail is ready to go in that can. That's why we, we, we call them RTGs. Why? Ready, ready to, to go. go. <laughs> yeah. Either so, one. Yeah, yeah. Either one works. Get ready to go after you're ready to drink, you know, whatever. But anyways, um, from what I know, this was kind of uh, something that was in the works for a while because they wanted to make something really cool, especially being in like a ski and hiking area. What do you want more than just something that you can throw in your back pocket or in your, you know, your little ski jacket pocket to take on the go with you? And turns out not RTGs. that we could donate drinking and skiing or <laughs> drinking and driving or drinking and hiking. We are hundred percent. Um, okay. I just, was kind I just of... took care of the legal stuff and now you're getting us in trouble again. All right. Well, you can kind of drink in public now, right? That's I don't right. Know. You can buy booze, at, you know, a stand and drink them walking Well, that's around, true. So. And they did start it because I have here, I brought mine in today. I have a maple fig Manhattan, which was yeah. cheers to 2021 that um, yeah, Maura so, gave me yeah. um, uh, this this Christmas. So um, yeah, so I'll talk about why that yeah. was born, but we actually do little gifts for, you know, our top customers, obviously Ryan being one of the biggest, I, I didn't, I, I stole <laughs> it. Don't, don't let anybody tell you they didn't Did somebody give it to else drink the Lawson's uh, maple stout cask yes. finish yes. in the PX. They did. I also brought that for you guys. <laughs> yes. Somebody else drank that too. Um, but anyway, he will rename, name, oh. rename, nameless, but yes, somebody <laughs> I have else a feeling it. I know who it is. Um, but yeah, so the RTD world has been crazy and, you know, I, I can't even, I'm sure you guys can all see in the liquor stores from the beginning of the pandemic to now, I think almost every company has an RTD and it's kind of overload, but um, what we're doing is a little different. We are, um, you know, all of our stuff is, we're using regionally sourced non-GMO grains. We're using all fair trade uh, Demerara sugar and we're distilling directly from sugar, not from molasses. Um, just so everybody knows it's a different flavor profile and uh, we call ourselves a whiskey company that makes whiskey drinkers rums and that sugar distillation actually gives more of a blank palette for the age, the age statement and the flavors that you're getting with the uh, new oak that we use in our rums. But we're also working with, you know, organic ingredients, Demerara sugar, and we're not working with any um, citrus. So the, you know, the thing you find with a lot of these cocktails is they're using what they call lime or natural flavors. Um, you can't actually put freshly squeezed citrus into a canned cocktail and just simply because it's going to go bad, right? You can't buy, you know, fresh lime juice at the market. It's usually put, uh, putting some sort of citric acid or some sort of chemically made, you know, preservative in there that's keeping Well, they're it. having problems, especially with the cans, yep. um, even with like sour beers and stuff. The, oh, really? the, the, the acidic level is yeah. actually eating through the liner. Wow. So that the, there is that. some there is some concerns with mm -hmm. with how how well you do this and what you do. Yeah. To to um, um, how you're canning and stuff like exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. So we use you guys get it all in glass. So that it wouldn't even. Make so we a difference. started with glass for, you know, environmental reasons. We're, you know, very much about giving back to the community and um, you know, our carbon footprint, we give all of our used and spent grains, which are really high nutrient grains to the local pigs and cows, which we get to eat afterwards, which is fantastic. And happy pigs and cows in Vermont. Yeah. And they're right. delicious. Cool. They go crazy when the grain trucks come in, um, squealing and going crazy. They can smell them from a mile away. Um, but anyways, the when Randall has that problem too. Don't you Randall? Randall's, Randall's, <laughs> he Randall's smells, here watching us today. He smells a whiskey bottle open from two miles away. That's right. and comes squealing. Um, but yeah, so it's just a matter of working with top quality ingredients. We're never going to work with an artificially or chemically made ingredient. We're using organic bitters, which in the world of cocktails, uh, ready to drink cocktails, you can't use a brand unless you're 
um, you basically have to, you know, have some sort of a relationship with that brand because you have to report not to get into the nitty gritty, but you have to report the full ingredient list. And, oh, okay. You know, you have to that have that sense. relationship in order to do that. So we work with a local company that sells flavorings for different companies, ice cream companies, perfume companies. Um, so we call it organic bitters, but essentially it's, we work with an orange bitter. So they're probably just selling us some sort of a dried uh, orange peel. Um, and that's what we're using in our old fashions in our Manhattan. That's what we call bitters because it's like a bitter agent. And then our sugar, um, the properties in Vermont and Warren, um, it's actually the distillery is in an old restored horse barn from the 1800s that was right on the same property. It's a 200 acre farm. And they also use the water source, which is a well water from the property as well. But um, they're, you know, they're using the same sugar and she's making it in her kitchen. Basically, it's uh, the Demerara sugar syrup, the same sugar that we use to make our rum. And I'll talk about the sugar a little bit later when we make a cocktail. Okay. But we're kind of trying to corner the market of really, really high quality old fashions that you can get in a bar, but you can also get in these little glass bottles when you want to come home. And you know, you can make an old fashioned, everybody can make an old fashioned. Even if you think you can't, easiest cocktail to make, but sometimes you don't want to make one, throw it over ice, garnish it with whatever you want or not, and just drink it. I mean, it's no, just it's, a really easy- It's hot easy... enough outside, I don't want to do anything. I'd just rather <laughs> open up a bottle exactly, and start drinking. Like, that sounds better. I just want to go home and just open it up. I actually throw these in the freezer and they don't freeze because there's alcohol in it. And they just have this beautiful cold consistency. And what's also fun is because there's sugar in it, you can just add a little citrus to it and you can make a highball with it. You can make a sour with it. You already have the sweetness component. Mm. You know, it's kind of a nice base to start with for mixing around with and doing other cocktails with too, which is cool. All right. Yeah. Well, um, as they we, say, enough drinking, more uh, enough talking, enough talking more, more drinking. drinking. Yeah. So what do we got first? What are we going to so, try? Everybody has the kit at so home. So you guys have all four. Um, Make sure you start opening them up because they are waxed. Uh, yeah. Uh, capped. So sometimes I've had I've had I, I'm, I some have people get too excited, and, and right. I think they dip a little too much into yeah. the wax because I've had trouble. Um, but you really can just twist them off. You don't have to cut them open or anything, ah. and it doesn't have a little peel open like the Maker's Mark bottles. You just twist it. Uh, but yeah, they can get a little stuck sometimes. So, which and one I'll, are we doing first? I'll tell you the order we're going in. Okay. Um, we're gonna start with bourbon, and then we're gonna go to rye, and then we're gonna go to the mate, the Mad Fashion, which is the Maple Cask Old Fashion, and then we're gonna finish with our little dessert Manhattan. I call it our Maple Fig Manhattan. Okay. So, without further ado, um, go ahead and you know pour yourself some bourbon Old Fashion. Thank you very much. Now. Before I talk about our spirits that go into the bottles, um, the old fashioned, let's talk about the cocktail. I'm sure everybody knows a different story about the old fashioned and I'm sure everybody's had many different versions of the old fashioned, but you know, the basic old fashioned recipe is spirit, bitters, sugar, and water. Um, over the years, people started garnishing things and that was fun and the eighties kind of brought on a lot of fun, weird cocktails. And I think that's how the orange and the cherry came along and they put it on the side of the glass and some say eventually it fell into the glass and then people started muddling it. But at the end of the day, you drink whatever tastes good to you, but um, we're kind of going back to the old fashioned, old fashioned. And that's actually what we used oh, to call it. Oh, so it's it. an old fashioned, old fashioned. We used to call that. Um, yeah. We used to call it that at the bar that I worked at, um, the Hawthorne, the late Hawthorne, which is closed now in the Boston but we actually called the old fashioned, old fashioned, which was actually a rye old fashioned. So um, in the whiskey universe, if you're you know, well versed in it, 
Um, rye was actually, before rye was cognac here, we weren't really making our own um, spirits besides rum, which was mostly imported. Um, and then maybe some bathtub gin, I'm not sure of the timeline, but we were importing cognac and that was actually the original spirit in a lot of cocktails like the Sazerac, French 75, and um, you know, lots of many different cocktails until you know, the taxes they realized were really expensive. So um, they switched to something that they could make here in America and I'm sure they were already making it, but now they were starting to put it into cocktails and rye was actually the first you know, whiskey spirit of America uh, until they discovered corn was much cheaper and much easier to make in a whiskey. And why is that? Because if you've ever seen a rye grain, it's like almost like a teeny little seed, a little bit bigger than like a, uh, like a fennel seed almost. Mm -hmm. But um, what you need to make alcohol is sugar and starch. And you think of a corn grain, it's a little bit bigger and it's a little bit starchier and it's much sweeter and there's a lot higher sugar content. Sugar is what makes alcohol. So they were like, well, we can make a lot more alcohol, a lot cheaper with corn. And that's kind of how bourbon was born. So, you know, over the years, most cocktails that were using rye ended up switching to bourbon. And now rye is kind of having a resurgence, which is awesome because I think rye is delicious. They're very different flavor profiles. I always like to say your bourbon is kind of like your cornbread and your rye is like your rye bread. You know, when you were a kid and you were like, you got a pastrami sandwich, but you're like, I don't want that bread with the little spices on it that's rye bread, it's spicier, it's drier, it's a little bit fruity, and your cornbread, it's rich and sweet. And that's basically kind of a nice, easy comparison, I think, to bourbon and rye. I'm so sure, we're, no, but, so we're, but the first one we're doing is a bourbon. Yeah, so we're doing a bourbon. So Because right, I actually, want to make sure I taste yeah, them no, against each other. Yeah, so we're actually doing our bourbon, which is actually our sweetest spirit. And I think a lot of people are kind of blown away by that. Um, but the reason being is that we're working with 70% heirloom Vermont non-GMO corn and that flavor of that corn and that sweetness really comes through. Um, and the only other things in that bottle, we're using the same thing with all Lots three of, of our old fashions is uh, Demerara sugar syrup and bitters. We do proof it down a little bit, but um, another point about our ready to drink old fashions versus other people's ready to drink old fashions is we're using um, we're going at a higher proof, you know, we're 36.2%. That's actually our lowest, but it goes kind of around that 36 to 38% alcohol content. So it's a really pretty, it's a stiff drink, pretty stiff cocktail, yeah. uh, pretty tasty, pretty sweet. And it's, um, you know, across the board, you know, pretty hefty, but once you pour it over the ice, it's just like the perfect balance of sweetness and spirit. And well, we're tasting, and, and that's true. We're tasting them here because we want to get the full experience of, of the flavor profile. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you start adding ice, it does, um, it does deaden some of yeah. those flavors, but as it melts, it opens up others. Yeah. So um, having it on ice. oils too. Right. Um, but I think, you know, for our purposes of just trying the cocktails, um, having this, having this neat is mm -hmm. probably the best way to go. So. Yeah, you I, what, can taste the spirit a little bit more when you're drinking it neat. Yeah, um, uh, really good. I like, I, you know, um, you. really tasty. Yeah. I like this one a lot. And so to talk about our bourbon, so this is kind of I put up the, pretty I put much up the, our full lineup. I, I put think, the almost right? the full, yeah. I think I have the full lineup I up here. I think you do. I'm like, what's missing here? Um, I think that's pretty much well, everything. We're going to be primarily talking about these three, yeah. which is in our um, ready-to-drink cocktails. These are kind of our top our top products, um, these two being our main bourbon and rye whiskey. So the bourbon here, um, I don't know if you've ever tasted our bourbon, but it's, again, we're starting with that 70%, that rich, sweet corn. It's mostly heirloom Vermont corn, but we're using regionally sourced ingredients. Um, just to run through our mottos real quick, um, you know, number one, we're using regionally sourced non-GMO. 
ingredients for our whiskeys and we're using fair trade Demerara sugar for our rums. Um, we don't source anything. Um, if you don't know what that means, it means you're buying juice or you know whiskey that's made somewhere else and you're doing something to it in your own distillery. We're actually fermenting, mashing, distilling, aging. Um, I can attest to that. Right there on property. Yeah, because you've seen it. In we've seen it and um, we've been up in the barn where they actually um, age everything. Yeah. And um, uh, it, it's, it's very, very um, hands-on. Yeah, it really is. Because it really wasn't made as like a, a true Rick house. So everything oh, is, everything is constantly yeah. moved around yeah. um, because of it. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty it's cool really place. It's really a magical place, you know, definitely go and visit. Uh, we also have a tasting room and a dist uh, bar in Burlington, Vermont, which is about yep. an hour away. But if you want to go to the distillery, you know, you think it's going to be this big, long tour, but it's just this old horse barn <laughs> that's turned into a distiller with two pot stills. We're all pot still distillation. And then we have a little where the hay was kept is where all the barrels are kept. But, you know, so we're starting with all, you know, locally sourced ingredients, fair trade sugar. We're, we're not sourcing anything. We're making everything from start to finish. And I really like to emphasize that because that's a big reason why they started the distillery, because so many people were saying, hi, we're local, but they're not. They're actually buying, you know, rum from Car the Caribbean or, you know, whiskey from Canada right. and they're, and they're calling themselves a local brand, but they're not. Um, the other thing is we start with really high quality ingredients and obviously that comes with a dollar sign, but we don't like to price our stuff, you know, overly it's all pretty reasonable high, price. and that's because really we don't is. want our stuff to collecting dust. We want people to be able to afford it and be able to taste it, be able to drink it and put in cocktails. I will suggest one thing is uh, don't go up when there's uh, snow on the mountain. Um, because that's a really treacherous road to get up to the distillery. Yeah. As, uh, as we found out, uh, driving <laughs> the, bourbon the bourbon assault vehicle yeah. up and down the hill, <laughs> up and down that hill in, um, with, uh, with packed snow on the ground was, was, was fun. Let's put it that way. There's also mud season. So the yes. spring, you don't want to go in the spring either. Cause the and don't mountains... go now. Cause it's too hot. <laughs> well, now's actually a great time because you no, can swim in the Mad River. Um, there's a whole well, trail. There's the Warren well, Falls, which is a beautiful swimming area. I like well, to swim a lot. I'm not a skier because I broke my nose in seventh grade on a ski trip in Ashoba. So I like to go in the summer. But if you like to ski, go in the winter. But I think avoid those kind of middle, like early fall and mid-spring. But okay. um, I want to try the next one because the next one, I believe, is the ride, correct? Uh, it is. Um, so I want to last... try these against each other now. Oh, you should. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what great. I'm going to do. So the last um, part of our, you. you know, four big, you know, you mottos just smell, you just, I, I got to tell you, though, that the, uh, for those of you that are on Zoom, the just the nose on this. And I always liked I always like uh, Mad River's rye because it's got this chocolate. Mm hmm um nose to it anyways and why is it why is remember? that i'm gonna let Do you, you tell. no i know why <laughs> you, i'm gonna let you tell it though um so our rye is i think one of the most unique rye's out there i've i've actually sold some really really cool rye in the past and somebody asked me they were like we're doing a project in the magazine and we want to feature your rye but for the states that can't get your rye like can you send some recommendations that are like your rye so they can try something like it and i was like Honestly, I really truthfully can't think of any, and I've asked other people and nobody can. And when you taste it, you'll understand why. Um, you know, obviously it's 100% rye. It's all locally sourced, as we talked about earlier. Our mash bill is kind of, you know, a secret, but it's mostly a raw cracked rye and a malted rye. But about 10 to 15% of our rye goes to uh, Valley Malt. Valley Malt is a big um, 
malting company, but basically they work with uh, grains and they malt them and roast them and smoke them. They do all these really cool things and they mostly work with beer companies. So if you ever had a porter or a stout, if you're a beer drinker, you're going to understand this flavor because this is exactly what they put into porters and stout to give it this rich mocha chocolate flavor. And we wanted to incorporate that into our rye and what better place to do it than Vermont, um, which I think is one of the biggest craft beer um, areas around. I'm not a big beer drinker, but I'm pretty sure Vermont's a big one. It's up there. We got actually yeah. a couple projects going up. Yeah. We're actually going to be working on another project up there nice. in Vermont soon. So keep an eye out for that. I, you know, it's, it's very much like uh, uh, chocolate malt or mm -hmm. patent malt. Um, it gives yeah. off that flavor. And I know it's like a mocha, mm -hmm. but I, it tends to me to le lean just a, almost a little bit more coffee yeah. flavor to me. Um, uh, like coffee with like, you know, in this case, because of the rest of the ingredients is like, yeah. like that coffee with sugar in it, like black yeah. coffee with sugar in it. And this is what it really, it, it, this mixed drink really reminds yeah, me of. Yeah, really kind of just, it tastes like liquefied alcoholic coffee, like in a way without coffee, it's crazy. So, so that 10 for 15% is what we call chocolate rye. And it's not a varietal of rye. <laughs> Megazone just said, it's not just me with the coffee. No, it's, it's like, no, it's, you know what? You, you have the, uh, the black, like the uh, espresso sweet coffee, you know, yeah. the over sugared, mm -hmm. um, that sort of taste really does yeah. linger in your mouth. It's really, you get really the cool. bitter spices from mm -hmm. the rye, but so it's called chocolate rye. Um, basically what that means is they're taking that grain and they're roasting it and malting it until it looks like, as black as a coffee bean. And that um, that roasting brings out those flavors in the rye. It's just the rye grain roasted. It's not a varietal. I've had people say, oh my God, you guys have that delicious chocolate rye. And I'm like, I hope you don't think I put any chocolate in the rye. Like we don't, but right. I think some people might actually think there's like a chocolate infusion, but there really is this beautiful chocolate coffee flavor. Try it over vanilla ice cream, coffee ice cream. It makes an amazing, oh, that, that's a good idea. an amazing kind of sundae throw it in your coffee. I mean, it's a pretty cool product. And in an old fashioned, it's just accentuates the sugar just accentuates those flavors and the bitters gives it this nice. It definitely rounds it out. Yeah. I like and, to and add the orange bitters because you get that orange chocolate, orange coffee. You know, when you drink an espresso in Italy, you get a little lemon rind. It would you ever have those? Um, you ever those um, most of the time they're milk chocolate, but they do make the dark mm -hmm. chocolate ones, the oranges. So you smash them. That you smash and yeah, open up, I've had right? Those. Yeah. It's very reminiscent of, mm -hmm. uh, it has some of, the, of those sort of things in, uh, in uh, flavor profile yeah. in there. And the orange is subtle, but if you if you have it at home, I recommend peeling an orange and serving it over the rocks with an orange peel. It just like kind of adds to that beautiful chocolate orange flavor. It's pretty nice. nice. Pretty nice. And our, our rye is um is our highest proof spirit. Um, I recommend trying a bottle just because it will be the most unique rye in your back bar if you have a whiskey selection at home. Um, but it really doesn't drink that hot because you're not working with a unmalted rye, which gives you a lot of this dry spice in your bet the back of your throat you're not going to get any of that with our rye because of the malt that you get with the chocolate rye you know megazone puts it down and he's very very right in this megazone that's yeah that should be my name i like that <laughs> no surprise i like this signet is his favorite dram which does have a chocolate malt in that oh nice and um chris asks how long will uh these last on the shelf once open with the added flavors etc does it spoil over time if we don't finish them quickly it's first of all Chris, it's not that big. It's a couple drinks. I, I've seen you. I know you can handle it. Yeah, but my my but, co my cousin, she opens it up, and I'm like, 
she loves it. And I'm like, I went over there like months later. She's it's still open. So I understand some right. people drink it a little slower. But guys, like I said earlier, we don't work with any artificial ingredients and citruses. Those are the kind of things that can actually change in flavor. I don't think they're going to go bad because at the end of the day, when you have an alcohol that's higher than 40%, and I can attest all of our stuff is 40% or higher. Uh, most of it's 46 and higher. You're well, not, even you're with not the drinks, even with the even with the drinks, though. Yeah, because but these are 30. You know, they're, they're up. They're up there. This is heavier. They're than essentially what you would fortified get. with the alcohol. Right. You know, so you're not gonna. It's not gonna go bad. It might change flavor over time. I mean, if you can't drink this within six months to a year, then just throw it out and uh, work with well, another just brand. Me over, I'll, just, I'll drink it for you. Yeah, invite him over, or you well, know. You know. I'll, I'll, I'll sacrifice. I'll jump in. <laughs> but, but seriously, but even what uh, Megan was saying earlier is uh, you could throw these in the freezer. Yeah. So that is actually going to, or even in the refrigerator, that is actually going yeah. to make sure that they, they stay. And anyways, and usually when you're drinking them, they get, you're going to put them on ice or you want them cold anyways. So my suggestion would be, um, uh, my wife hates hates the amount of hot sauces that I put into the refrigerator. Oh my god, I have a huge. So I have now. Collection. I so now I have to add these in there. Yeah. So she's not gonna like it unless she likes these, and then they'll be alright. Well, you should just fortify your hot sauce with alcohol. A little that, vodka. That'll shot work. We're working on that. But too. honestly, these aren't gonna go bad. I mean, essentially, what you're drinking. Do you know what a liqueur is? A liqueur is an alcohol with sugar added to it. So any of these could be in the category of a liqueur. So think about how you deal with your any liqueur that you have. In I mean, that's pretty much, they'll stay. And they're, yeah, they're, they're actually lower. Anywhere. They're usually lower ABVs than this. Yeah, so. they can be up to 15%. Since we're on the topic of the rise, and I don't want to get too far off track, but uh, only because oh. Randall and I uh, drank it uh, not too long ago, the Rye River, the, uh, the, uh, the Rye Mad River that's aged in the silver oak uh, uh, barrels, unbelievably good. If you don't own one of these, you should. Um, I have one. I think Randall bought one that day too. Yeah. So as soon as they came in, we each bought one and that's, a, that's a limited series. Yeah. Correct? So we actually have, I have to double check today because somebody tried to order it and I don't know if we have any left. So we do have it here in the store. We that did, is, we did that five is barrels of it. Yeah. That's it. That is a definite one that uh, if you don't own and you're sort of into rides and you like that chocolate, yeah. this chocolate malt sort of, or this chocolate rye, I guess. Uh, malted yeah. rye. I don't know yeah. what you want to, how do you want to call it? Roasted rye. I don't you know. Call it, people call it chocolate rye, but. But if, and with the wine barrel, yeah. uh, really, really good. Yeah. Uh, so we're really more. into cask finishes. Um, we're a small company, which is fun because we can do pretty much whatever we want. We have so many different cool barrels. Stay tuned. We'll be releasing more in the fall. Some really cool stuff. Um, Stefan, that is, that is silver oak is referring to the wine. Yeah, it's so, so basically it's all dried if you just taste it. Um, and it's finished in, so our rye aged in new American oak, and then it's put into silver oak Cabernet barrels, Napa Cabernet barrels, a very famous winery in Napa, really lush, rich, um, peppery, uh, one of my favorite Napa Cabernet. It really goes actually. well with the with the um yeah. with the 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 mash bill. It really, it's so really good. Goes it well. smells like a chocolate covered raspberry, but it drinks with this like it actually dries out the malt a little bit because you get the blend of the chocolate from the wine. You get a blend of the chocolate kind of counteracts, but then it drinks like this really elegant, like simple rye whiskey with this little hint of chocolate and this little hint of wine. And I mean, it has a little extra age on it. It's a little bit older than our regular rye too. So, yeah. I mean, get it while it's here because once it's gone, I can't tell you, cause I can't remember how, how, um, but uh, one of the guys will look it up. Um, 
I gotta, I gotta see what the price is on that one, but um, uh, I'll check later, but definitely that should be on your, that should be on your hit parade uh, with, without a doubt. Yeah, um, definitely a underrated. Bottle to have. It's really cool. That's okay. I'll get it later. Um, all right. What's the next? Cause we got, we got one more old fashioned, right? Yes. Um, do you have, are What's you up? using a little plastic? Or, I got, yeah. yeah. You want to cut? I got cups. No, I got here. one. I got cups over here. Plenty, plenty. I use my Mad River glass. You know, so. Well, I, I've been saving that because I've been tasting them all together. <laughs> oh, you're side by siding. Uh, so. Everybody, just so in between, um, all the Julio's customers just got an email uh, with a special price on the Rum 44, which we're going to get to at the end. But uh, I will tell you, um, those until they run out, uh, those each come with a Mad River mini tasting glass. It's yeah. a Glen Karen mini, like Glen Karen type glass. Uh, tasting glass you. that comes with that. So. Just FYI. All right, I gotta try the next one. All right, so now we're gonna get mad. This is the mad fashion. No oh boy. Um, <laughs> so, wow. Can you put nice. rum in an old fashioned? Question answer. Yes. <laughs> so. Well, you know. it's it's no more weird. It's it's no weirder than everybody else that's calling old fashions that are really questionable old fashions. Right. Yeah. So I mean, why not? Essentially, you can put. When we talked about earlier, it's spirit, sugar, bitters, water. You can put any spirit in an old fashioned. There's gin old fashions, tequila old fashions, rum old fashions. And I think the closest thing that you're going to drink to a whiskey old fashioned, if you're a whiskey drinker, is a whiskey old fashioned. But with Mad River, um, we're really talking about a whiskey flavor in an old fashioned. But we really hop it up a notch here because we're using our maple cask rum. So this is our. This is actually one of our coolest products, in my opinion. Um, so let's talk about our rums a little bit. As I was saying, it's distilled from sugar. It's not distilled from molasses. So when you distill from sugar, um, I know it's confusing because most rums are distilled from molasses, which is essentially the byproduct of refining sugar. So we're going to talk about sugar a little bit later. Uh, sugar is actually not white. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you know that, but sugar is actually a, a grass stock that's juiced, and then they boil it down. Um, the raw product that's left is a crystallized form is actually a brown sugar molecule um, or a light beige, you know, depending on the type of sugar or where it's coming from. When they refine it and they bleach it, they actually strip so much of the flavor away. So we're getting a lot of that flavor from distilling from that sugar base, but we're not distilling from molasses, which is actually the byproduct that comes out when you're boiling down the sugar. And there's like this kind of sludge that comes out, which is how the rum industry was created. Cause they were like, what are we going to do with all this molasses? We need to, you know, make money off of it. We can't just throw it into the oceans or, you know, it's a very sticky, annoying, stinky substance. And that's how the rum trade was created. Um, that's what most rum is made from. But the raw sugar distillation gives it um, a beautiful, clean palate to incorporate other flavors onto. And that's why we started with raw sugar because we knew when we were aging our rums, we wanted to use not used rum barrels, which is the predominantly used uh, barrels for, as I say, rum barrels, whiskey barrels for rum aging. Okay. So most rums, when they say they're aged, they're actually buying bourbon barrels that have already aged bourbon or rye and they're finishing their rums in there. So a lot of that wood flavor is already seeped into the whiskeys. So it's kind of a secondary aging on the rum, which is why, you know, you want to buy an older rum from the Caribbean. Our first run rum, um, which is right there. here. That's like our, our year old rum. It's actually the first product we released in 2013. The distillery started in 2011. Um, a lot of people say, well, why don't you start with a clear spirit? Most people start with the vodka gin rum or a clear spirit. 
we actually started with an H spirit because they knew they wanted to just be an H spirits company. They wanted to be unique. Um, but not only are they starting with an H spirit, but they're aging their rum in bourbon barrels. So we're aging our our rums in the same exact barrels that we use to age our whiskeys. New, new, hashtag new, that's the most important word, oak barrels, new charred oak barrels. Uh, that's very rare in the rum world. So most people say, why do your uh, rums taste so much like whiskey? It's because we're using new oak and we're also using uh, raw sugar distillation. So that's kind of something that's really unique about Mad River. We call ourselves a whiskey drinkers rum company. Um, the maple cask rum is really fun. So we actually give our used rum barrels. So try to follow me here, it's a little confusing. So after we age our rum one year in the new oak barrels, we give our barrels to a local maple syrup maker. It's called Al's Pancake Syrup. He barrel ages- It's his, Al Wood. Yep, his name's Al Wood. That's where Al's Pancake Syrup came Yep, from. it's Al Wood. <laughs> Uh, that's the guy. He was using bourbon barrels, actually. And Mora, come, Mora, the owner of our company, comes down the road five miles or whatever it is and says, hey, I can get you barrels for much cheaper and much easier. <laughs> so that's how the relationship was forged. And now he's aging his delicious maple syrup in our used rum barrels. After he's done aging his maple syrup in our used first-run rum barrels, he gives the barrels back to us. And what we do is I take our one-year-old new oak aged rum and we put it in those barrels so there's very little maple syrup left in those barrels he probably squeezes those barrels because they're very expensive maple syrup bottles they're like twenty dollars for about this much maple syrup um, so we're actually just kind of using the cast so whatever seeped into that cast of that maple syrup is what's incorporating that flavor we're not pouring maple syrup into our barrels or adding any sugar sweetener or coloring um, we don't do that with any of our products. We don't do chill filtration. We don't add caramel coloring. We don't add any back sweeteners or sugars to our rums. Yeah, so but I still really say, like, even on this though, you can, um, I don't think it's the power of suggestion. I mm -hmm. still taste uh, maple syrup. No, yeah, the maple's So it's there. there. I mean, it's not like- But it's, it's not like, gonna add as much like sweetness there. as you're gonna get with like a maple No, it's infusion. just the flavor. Yeah. It's not the- It's actually very similar in flavor to, that's the same process we did with uh, the Julio's private barrel pick, which is a maple cast bourbon ca uh, barrel. That was a good. So we good. did that at 100 so proof good. too. That was really yeah. good. Those so quick. our mad fashioned. Ooh, I this is like my favorite thing ever. Sorry, <laughs> got excited. Um, this is our old fashioned with our maple cast rum. We call it the mad fashioned. Um, so what's cool about our rums, not just the maple cast, the first run rum, even our Pedro Jimenez sherry cast finished rum. Um, you can stir with our rums and you can make whiskey cocktails that you're not typically making with rum with our rums because we have this you know new oak and this really kind of dry style of rum dry almost. style and it's also yeah. got that it's also has that wood influence mm -hmm. which a lot of them don't have because they're not they're not yeah. really they're not starting with newer barrels exactly no. um and i like to tell people if you have some of the bourbon left people always say oh your rum's gonna be too sweet for me the bourbon maple, the bourbon old fashioned is actually sweeter than our. It uh, is maple right now. Castle. I'm tasting it right now, Isn't and I'm sure crazy? you guys are tasting it at home. Uh, the the um, yeah. I, so I, I, try it against. Okay, so now I have them all laid yeah, out, right? All laid out. So now I can try this and this. Mm -hmm. So that sweet corn is like it. It really makes our bourbon, you know. No, you're much right. Sweeter than our rum. Uh, of the of the mixed drinks. It's the bourbon. The bourbon is still the sweeter. And we also, I forgot to mention our mash bill on our, our bourbon, and I apologize for that because I think we got distracted. But um, our bourbon mash bill is 70% corn. Um, we actually call ourselves kind of a weeded bourbon, but, you know, there's more to it than just that. 
but we wanted to make a bourbon that had no rye in it because we were going to make 100% rye and that we knew that from the get-go. So we do 10% wheat, which softens it, uh, 10% malted barley, which, you know, is very common in whiskey. It gives it that starter, that nutty richness, and then 10% oats. Um, Oats is kind of that alternative (laughs) grain. Um, The guy that, um, you know, restored our horse barn into the distillery, Alex Hilton. He's now our head distiller and GM. He is the guy that kind of created these mash bills after trial and error. And, you know, he just knew he wanted to not put rye in it, but he wanted to do something that was unique. So the oats kind of give it this creamy mouthfeel. If you think about oat milk, gives it, gives, it, like yeah, textural, but it gives it, it gives it not only textural, milk. but it yeah. does give it almost a little weight. Yeah. Especially exactly. at a younger age. Yeah. I think um, too. And you're yeah. seeing now um, a lot of Irish whiskeys, uh, if they're Everybody going back it. to their 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 roots, yeah. are starting to use oats yeah. back again. Um, Drum Chambeau is actually using oats in theirs, probably the biggest one people know about now. Mm-hmm. And that just made number 14 out of the top really? 20 whiskeys. Nice. And they're using oats in theirs too. So yeah. there's um, there is a precedent set for using oats. And I, 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 I do think it adds yeah. a really cool flavor. It's flip. just like underdog It's more grade. textural. It's a textural thing. Like it's an underdog grain. But if you ever had oat milk, oat milk's the alternative for milk. Oh, I drink, that's what I drink, oat milk. Yeah, it's alternative milk. for cream for a lot of people to regular milk, as opposed to almond milk, which is thinner. Or if you have- Or oat- if you're allergic to almonds. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But if you have like oatmeal, you know, think about the gelatinous that it causes. It kind of gives it a creamy texture. And um, also our bourbon now is technically a straight bourbon. It's actually aged for a minimum of two years in our new oak. Um, anyway. Chris, Chris, just said his, uh, Chris just said his, these cocktails have converted my wife. Uh, now I can blame her for the stock I have at the bar. So nice. she now is a, a convert to uh, more whiskey Woo! and rum. And, What's her name? And rye. What's this? I see the um, I see the vanilla rum. Uh, Gio's checking on a couple of those things uh, to make sure that they're on. I don't know why the vanilla rum is not on the site. The um, the silver oak is a um, is a allocated item. So that's usually don't set as e-commerce, but I think Geo just flipped the switch. So that may show up very, sh- very soon on that. I'll also have them check the vanilla rum since, uh, since somebody else asked. The vanilla rum is really cool because it, it's, um, it, it's, again, all natural. They use vanilla bean to, to do that. So Yeah, it's all organic Tahitian vanilla beans macerated and infused into our um, just unaged rum. And that's it. We, we use our... Our spring well water from the property. It's 150 year old springs um, directly sourced on the property too. Um, and that's it. We don't add any sugar. It's a great alternative to a vanilla vodka or any vanilla flavoring, vanilla flavored thing. It's delicious in uh, cake. If you ever make cake or cookies, substitute the water for a shot of our vanilla rum. That's my favorite thing. Or a shot while you're having the cake. That's exactly. also good too. Espresso martinis are fun with that too. Oh yeah, that would be a neat yeah. one too. I like the vanilla a, flavor with that. It's a would popular be great. cocktail. Yeah. Uh, bar thing. Okay, so now for something completely different. Yeah. So this is kind of a treat. Um, we weren't sure if we were going to get this in time for this tasting, but this actually just got released about two to three weeks ago. Um, uh, you're going to try that one. I'm going to try this one, and I'll let you try mine. Okay. Cool. All right, because I have. I want to see if there's a difference. So here you we put might have respected the recipe. Yeah, so I know. I'll That's tell you how good. this is born. It's um, so there's a guy um, named Michael Davidson who owns a company called Black Infusions. Um, he makes an apricot infused and a fig, black fig infused vodka. And um, I think they're phenomenal products because we created this relationship with him. The fig one. 
And you take that because one. he kind of stands behind the same, you know, core values that we stand behind, which is using natural products. He's not adding any sugar um, or any unnatural flavors or chemically flavored things. So his black fig vodka, which to me drinks more like a fig liqueur. It's really just a fig infused. It's not filtered. Um, he um, kind of, I don't know how the relationship, how they met or anything with the owner of Mad, Mad River Mora, but I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a, you want me to take, I'm going to take a, I guess. How they Cause met. they're both, yeah. Cause they're Walker. both MS Walker. Yeah. Um, but there is something I forgot to ask, like how yeah. they really kind of decided on this. Cause I just got a call one day and they said, Hey, we're going to collaborate with black fig infusions our black infusions vodka company. And the original pro uh, process that we did with them was um, a cocktail collaboration at bars and restaurants. Chris's wife's name is Bonnie, by the way, Bonnie, you're the best. <laughs> Woo. Girl power, women and whiskey, hashtag, whatever. Anyways, so. Hashtag, hashtag. Yeah, hashtag, hashtag. So we create these little barrel aged cocktails. Um, you can find it some bars and restaurants because it kind of took off and we released this in the middle of the pandemic. But what was great was, you know, it's kind of hard to find staff right now. And it, a lot of people are new to mixology and you can create the barrel and the cocktail. So essentially we decided that our products and the black vodka the black fig vodka just worked so well together. Our rye, our bourbon, and our maple. Our maple obviously being our favorite combination with the black fig vodka. The black fig vodka acts as like a sugar in an old fashioned mm. or a vermouth. It just adds this really nice sweet balance to our maple rum. And we were putting it into a cocktail barrel at bars and restaurants. You can have a maple fig Manhattan or a bourbon fig Manhattan. And um, people just loved it. And the bartenders love it too, because guess what? They don't have to make the drink. They just pour it out of the barrel and it barrel ages into the barrel. So, um, yeah, we you used know. a smaller barrel, everybody, just so you know, it ages faster. So yeah. So they really only, surface area on after like two to three days or almost a week, some people do two weeks, we char those little barrels. Um, so if you see them out there on a cocktail menu, definitely give them a try. They're super tasty, but that's kind of how the relationship was formed because we were already making these old fashions and we were like, well, we need to put this in a bottle because it's something unique and in the ready to drink market. I don't think anybody else is doing anything like it. And that's kind of why we wanted to launch it. And we were giving it out as gifts for people. And then literally um, two weeks later, we're like, oh, we're going to make this. So I was like, awesome. I'm undecided. So the, I'm the undecided which one I like better now. I think one has more. I think, I think the one fig. that I got for like Christmas has more fig. This one also tastes barrel aged. They might have barrel aged. Yeah, I think one. it might have been barrel aged, but I think it also has more of a fig flavor to it. This one I'm getting more of the, a little bit more alcohol. Um, yeah. um, but. Well, there's bitters in that too. And there's so. bitters in that one too. Well, I, they're both very good. It's, it's just like, so it's like trying yeah. to decide whether, you know, <laughs> you know, whether you like Mounds Bar or the other Mounds Bar. So better. not to confuse you guys, but so we handed out these little, um, gift bottles to our top customers that more hand. I didn't get that. It wasn't because it was a top customer. Yes, well, he did. No, I didn't. He not. got two gifts, but one was drunk. So our owner, so we're a female fronted company. I don't know if you guys all know that, but Maura Connolly is the forefront um, of the company. Um, and then Mimi Buttenheim is our president. We Mimi. Really, we really like the letter M, a powerful letter. M -M -M. Mad River, Maura, Mimi, and Megan. I mean, mm, that's good, baby. Anyways. Oh, that went a little too far. That, um, <laughs> that, that got into dad joke land. I know, Sorry. right? But anyways, so. All right. So do you want to, our... you want, so 
we've we've sort of talked about we didn't really talk about the um mad apple which is a really good like calvados like if you like calvados yeah we can run through i I don't know how much time we have left no but but that's why i want to get to this one because uh randall and i were up uh with mimi when she was talking about the rum 44 Mm -hmm. and we were talking about this and and what should we put what should she put on the label and also Mm -hmm. and we really stressed that we really thought that she should talk about demerara sugar and that it should whatever she decided on should have demerara on it yeah um and so if you've not had this rum you can use this for any cocktail it's 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 delicious uh, it works very, very well. Um, a mojito, uh, uh, a daiquiri, daiquiri anything like make. that. So, so uh, speaking of which, you were going to make a daiquiri and, yeah, and show I'm it. Make a so, uh, just so know, everybody that's on the Julio's uh, uh, newsletter got a offer of for the uh, rum forty four. But there's also a drink recipe on that too, which is what you're going to do for us today. So, I'm actually going to try. I'm I don't so remember the drink recipe I left you because I like to change it up. But oh, you, you know like what? I'll talk about the recipe because all right, it's so a it's a versatile recipe. I'm gonna switch just it. like us. I'm gonna switch it so it's the overhead. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna switch all it right. so it's the well, overhead. Well, I'll just talk game. about the rum real quick. Um, and if you have any questions about these that products, shoot them over to to uh, Ryan, and we can answer them afterwards. That's it. I found it on the second try. That's oh, not this bad. This is so weird. So you just okay. make the drink because it's 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 showing you right above it. Don't look at the screen. Just look at yourself. Just make the drink. All right. So if you look at the screen, it's going to screw you up. So I do want to talk about the rum real quick. And Julia, uh, Julia, Ryan did a great job of explaining it. But essentially, this is our rum completely unaged. We just released this last March. Uh, you'll notice the bottle is completely different. Um, this is actually designed for a speed well at a bar. Uh, we're actually trying to, you know, get bars kind of behind these local. Get bars to do local. Local products, high quality products that we know it's in the bottle um, versus these big box brands where they're using column distillation. Um, They're adding sort of flavor components and, you know, sugars back into their bottles. And this is just essentially Vermont's alternative to that. The 44 is the parallel that it's made on. It has the longitude and latitude written right on the back. Um, And we're also trying to appeal kind of to that clear spirits drinking crowd that thinks rum is sweet and it makes you fat, but that's not true. It's actually 97 calories for an ounce and a half because when you distill sugar, there's no sugar left in that because it should all turn into delicious alcohol. So that being said, we're going to make this into... I want to point out before you start, yeah. because here's the here's the best part, because yeah. this usually is around 20 bucks, like 21.99. Oh, so yeah. the deal you're getting the is seven seventeen ninety nine on this yeah. right now um, on the special deal that brings it lower, like than just about any of the um, major brands, major and local. I mean, it's a really, really junk brands or whatever like that. This is actually what you should be using in yeah. your mixology. So I mean, go ahead. Now let's now finish. That. Well, no, I, I, I mean, interrupt. just to talk about that too. It's I think with the pandemic and everybody kind of really learning a little bit more about spirits, what's important for mad rivers, people are starting to pay attention to what they put in their bodies. And, you know, rum is kind of that world. Right. They, everybody's asking me to change back to the other view. So I'm going to, I know that. I'm like looking at my hands. like this. So. <laughs> All right. I'll change back, but okay. don't blame me when you can't make the drink. No, I'm going to make the drink. No, no, so, no. I'm talking about that. Oh. I'm not talking. I know <laughs> okay. you can make the drink. Oh, so no, I'm just talking about how people are paying attention to what's going in their bodies. What's going in these bottles. You know, people aren't very transparent about what goes in their bottles and you'd be very surprised 
when I went into from bartending to the spirits world, what I learned about how spirits were made. And I've, I've made rum, I've made apple brandy, I've made tequila. And I know these big brands, they're, they're actually selling a label. They're not selling a product and we're selling a high quality product. And that's kind of what we're trying to get people more behind. And yeah, you're going to spend maybe a dollar or two more a bottle, but in the local sphere, we're actually very, very competitive in pricing. And also when you want to know what you're drinking, um, you're just drinking hundred percent rum. <laughs> There's nothing there else in that bottle. No age statement, no sugar, no glycerin, no flavor components. So that's kind of what we do across our whole line. And if you ever have questions further than that, we're transparent. You can call us up and ask us. You don't have to go through maybe a website or a bot or anything to try to figure out what's in that bottle that you're buying on the shelf. We're very transparent about that. I'll so. give you, you want the recipe that you gave me? Yeah. Because I have it right here. Is it here. 2 one, one? It's uh, two, uh, no, three quarters, three quarters, and oh, two dashes. I did a classic Cawthorn dash. Cla- yeah, you did a classic Two dashes one. of Peychaud's? Uh, two dashes of Peychaud's bitters. Oh, I, uh, okay. That was so long 0.75 ounces, which is three-fourths of an ounce. Yeah, so we'll talk about that. But um, anyways, <laughs> so you can switch to the view, I guess, now. No, no, they want it this way. Oh, they so like go it right, Yeah, they like it this All way. All right. So I, I don't know your history of making cocktails, but let's just go through your tools real quick. This is a Boston kind of a Boston shaker, not technically a real Boston shaker. If you don't have these tins is a glass on tin. Yeah. That's the liquor store guy immediately has a Boston shaker. And after uh, many years of bartending with a glass on tin, which is one of the reasons why I left because it's very hard in your arms. Yes, it is. uh, People switch to tin on tin. So whatever works for you and whatever you have in your house to shake. And if you have one of those, um, I think they're called the cobbler shakers where Mm -hmm. they have the built-in strainer at the top that works too so you want to make sure you have a shaker um, fresh squeezed lime juice I'm literally going to squeeze the lime juice here no way simple syrup and we'll talk about that in a second a hawthorne strainer I like to double strain because I don't like the ice chips on the top because it actually leaves a layer of uh, water on the top of your cocktail and takes away from like the beautiful effervescence that you create when you're shaking your cocktail. Um, and then we're using Peychaud's bitters today. And this is just kind of a weird thing that started. I don't even know where Boston Jackson Cannon probably thinks he created this. I don't know, <laughs> but um, we call it the DTO. It's a daiquiri timeout. Um, and that's probably our, the only oddball in the in the works is using a Peychaud's rather than yeah. So our what we call our DTO or a daiquiri type out at the Hawthorne and a lot of people that worked at Eastern Standard and Island Creek Oyster Bar was a dash of Peychaud's, but it just adds this extra layer of flavor, especially when you're using an unaged white rum. When you're working with a Jamaican rum or an aged rum, you're going to get a lot of flavor from the molasses and the minerality and the age statement. Um, but this is a really clean base; you can apply so many other flavors onto it. And that's why we like to use the Peychaud's bitters. It adds, Peychaud's is kind of the, Dr. Peychaud is who created the Sazerac. The Sazerac cocktail is predominantly an old fashioned with mostly Peychaud's bitters. Some people put a little Angostura bitters in it, but he created this concoction of bitters in New Orleans. And it's a lot of grapefruit, a little bit of anise. It brightens up a cocktail. So if you feel like a cocktail needs a little bit of zest and you don't have any citrus, if you add a dash of Peychaud's, it adds a nice little spice and uh, citrus note. And then obviously our rum 44, which is the most important ingredient. Okay. So I'm going to try to do this sitting down. This is kind of fun. <laughs> um, yeah, so, usually bartenders don't sit down on the job. <laughs> so there's different proportions, but there's simple and your lime juice. 
you can do whatever you want. Again, um, if you want to start really simple, just do two, one, one. If you want to play around and add, start with two half, half, you can always add more later. Um, I really like a good ounce of lime juice um, to cut through the sweetness. And, um, you know, again, with your sugar, you can use less sugar or more sugar, depending on how spirit forward you want it. But you're basically just making a sour, which is one part, one part sweet, one part sour, one part spirit, uh, two part spirit, sorry. And then when it comes to the sugar component, oh, sorry. And did I mention the jigger? It's this jigger is one ounce over two ounces. And this particular one has delineations inside so I can see how much I'm pouring. So whatever kind of measurement you have, if you don't have any of this, just do like two little uh, spoonfuls. If you have a little like ice cream spoon, try two lime, two simple, and then, you know, a couple glugs of rum. It's really just however eyeball you it. like. Yeah, I eyeball it, have fun with it. Don't feel too pressured with it. Uh, I'm just making. I usually like, keep tasting until I get it right, which means I drink like half a bottle because I'm constantly trying to get it right. <laughs> try to perfect it. Yeah, I try to perfect yeah. it. And I, just I mean, keep... these kind of cocktails, the old fashioned and the daiquiri are just like these fun cocktails with base ingredients that you can play around with to your liking. And you can play around with what you're putting in it, what kind of citrus, what kind of sweetener. Um, so this one I'm using kind of like the sugar that we used to make our rum. I got this at Trader Joe's years ago and it's just lasting me forever. Fair trade turbinado sugar, but if you read the back, it's essentially demerara sugar or an unrefined sugar, which is what we use in our rum um, and fair trade. So it gives it this really rich, um, delicious minerally flavor, full bodied sugar. And you can do a two to one simple or a one to one. Essentially, you're just mixing equal parts water and equal parts sugar. I usually use a little bit hotter water than sugar, and then I just shake it until it dissolves. You can boil it, but just remember when you're boiling it, you're releasing water. So you're actually gonna make a richer, sweeter syrup than if you just shake it with hot water, but you can do it however you like it and just play around with the proportions. Oh, the bitters, I forgot the bitters. Um, the Peychaud's bitters, if you wanna add bitters, you can use any bitters you want actually. I do like two to three dashes. And then, I think two ounces is a good number for our rum. Sure is. Um, <laughs> some people like one and a half, and if you like one and a half, go for it. Yeah, no. And that's usually your your jiggers are either one and a half or two ounces over one. So just fill it to the top brim there, and you're usually good to go. And All you know right. what? If you need a little more, you just fill a little more. And that's then the what glasses usually gets me in trouble. <laughs> a little bit more. The glass is also up to you. I mean, again, do whatever you like, but this is a coupe glass. Some people say it was designed after Marie Antoinette's left breast. Um, also formerly known as like a champagne glass, but essentially any kind of cocktail glass you like. Now, a lot of people are using these as martini glasses. And then the garnish is up to you too. I like a little lime wheel because I think it's cute. You don't need a garnish if you don't have it, but um, whatever works for you. Oh, hopefully the ice isn't all melted over there. No, it I'm should just be good. Cut the top. Yeah. And then try not to use melted ice. Yeah, but you know what? Um, actually, we sell solid. That's solid ice. That's why it lasts so long because it was. Pretty, yeah, 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 it's, it's pretty, pretty good, good, right? It's pretty good. Um, all right. Most important thing: don't skimp on the ice when you're shaking. I know you're like trying to save ice and stuff, but if you don't use a lot of ice, then your cocktail is just gonna suck. That's it. 
words by I'm Max. quoting that from now on. Mad Mix Mag. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then make sure your seal's really tight for shaking. And when you're shaking, make sure it's going from all the way from the back of the shaker to the front of the shaker. Don't don't do this. Don't do this. That's not be a shaking. weak shaker. This is shaking. There you go. Until your hands feel like they're gonna stick to the shaker. Oh, because it's so cold. I get it. You see this frost the here. Yeah. Very cold, right? Very. And then get it out of the shaker as fast as possible, and I'll show you why. She's gonna now. You're gonna double it. You're gonna double. And I oh, double okay. string because I don't like the ice shards. So there's a beautiful little foam that you're going to get from the sugar. And if you let it sit in that shaker, all that hard work you put in shaking is actually just going to die. And the bubbles and the effervescence, which is why we shake citrus and we stir straight spirits, um, is going to lose that effervescence in that body that gives the cocktail. So as soon as you shake it, make sure you're straining it right away. And there it is. Pretty cocktail, right? Very pretty. Cheers. Great. Cheers, everybody. I hope everybody enjoyed. Uh, thank you, thank you, Megan, for. Uh, Wait, I want to make sure. You... I got, I, I got, a, I got a bigger glass know, over here. If you want to do that. Here. Oh, too late. <laughs> I had a bigger glass. Just throw it in there so I don't <laughs> spill it because I will spill it. Cheers. All right, cheers, everybody. Thank you. Cheers, everybody at home. Thank you very much. Uh, we're gonna end. Not actually, every, if you can. Everybody, uh, stay on uh, on the Zoom. We're gonna end the uh, Facebook Live, and you guys can ask any type of questions you want. Hold on. <laughs>